I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey, I'm Dave. I'm the founder of Mortified. And when I'm not digging through people's teenage diaries, I'm listening to Rebel Radio. And only because fucking Josh Levine is making me say all of this. I don't even know what Rebel Radio is. What's up, y'all? This is Rebel Radio. Welcome back. I'm your host, Josh Levine. Thanks for joining me. My guest today is Brandon Wardell, young comedian, rising up in the game. You might know him from the Vice Guide to Sex with Millennials. You might have seen his Snapchat show. You don't know what that is. You are way too old. He's got a pilot coming out on Viceland, and he's going to tell us what it's like being an emo comic that's really into hip hop and how he kind of works both of those things into his act. Uh, as well as his experience bombing at the Shack All-Star Comedy Jam. And most importantly, how he builds his brand and, and makes, his, uh, makes his business happen as he's growing his comedy career. I hope you enjoy it. We'll get into it right now after the EDM.com track of the week. Here we go. Back then, back then, until the day we saw on point. We ain't tripping on how we like friends. Satisfied, satisfied in the crib on a Friday night. You only had a tight to get me lit. I know what you desire every time you give me that look. Fuck me good, have me shook. Don't bring it out the hook. I return the missed calls in the AM. AM, AM, shout I know what you desire. Okay, that was Wes Brooks with the track called Back Then, our EDM.com track of the week. If you felt that, then check out EDM.com, the hip-hop channel, for more hip-hop just like that. And now let's hear my interview with Brandon Wardell. 
I'm not knowing, but no, I, he I doesn't know. He's so like out of it. You <laughs> so need to this? teach Josh about pop culture. About today. yeah. What's the, so yeah, what's yeah, this? Yeah, What's this show? It. This is Rebel Radio. It's Rebel Radio. Where should I give you the real answer? Probably or the best answer? on iTunes right now. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're number one. We're number uh, one. Well, one million on iTunes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so it's it's um, it's really a show about entrepreneurs who are actually like doing cool shit. That's awesome. As opposed to making apps or whatever. So like people that are like being creative but trying to build a business out of it. Right, and just doing multiple. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a lot of, uh, probably the majority of our guests have been uh, DJs and musicians. Oh, okay. Just because we're we're connected nice. to a lot of. I I fake music DJ people. sometimes. Oh, do you? Yeah. We're fake. all <laughs> like, dude, that's a good um, career. We can we can talk about that for a second. I, you know, them jeans. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming Wait, on the we're show. We're trying to get him. Oh, yeah. We just yeah. He and I, I we I don't know, but he's we we've been talking. He and I <laughs> used to do a club together. He. I'll like do his, his like his parties and like he'll like he'll press all the knobs for me. I'll right. just send him like a list of songs. Yeah, that's I'll be great. Like, oh, play this this like this many future songs. Play this Taylor Swift song, etc. And he'll like. Do you playlist it out, or are you just like? I I mean I oh I just send him an alphabetical list of songs. <laughs> nice. And then I'll just like take my shirt off on stage and like. That's I was yeah. eating Thai food the last time I was. Uh-huh. The last time we did a show, I was like eating takeout like on stage and like still made money that night. <laughs> and that's the cool thing about DJing, right? Is because you could do that. No yeah. one's like mad at you at that <laughs> no, show, right? Good music. Yeah, they're not like fuck this guy. Yeah, they're but, like yeah, as long as we're hearing. But you couldn't like hear. fake comedian. No, like he couldn't just show up. Exactly. And be like, I'm gonna pretend like I'm gonna not <laughs> I'm tell gonna jokes, but stand up. Yeah, yeah, you can't like do that. Can't do that really in any other yeah. business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, it's the best. It's the the best uh, job for like figurehead for yeah. like being a figurehead. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's okay, hilarious. So I like this Lawn Order shirt. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's just this uh, SVU long sleeve. Is that is that your shit? Your are you like I SVU like guy? a I I uh, <laughs> I gotta I gotta dig in more. Yeah. I just like this shirt. Okay. <laughs> It's kind of like when somebody, like, isn't a Phillies fan, but they're like. So it's like a oh, ironic. So cool. so, like, I, I guess. Pseudo ironic. Like funny shirt. Okay. I like they. Uh, I made like a. Uh, do you know Shop Jean? No. Oh, they'd be Aaron Jean would be an interesting. What is that? To have on this. It's a. Uh, it's like a website for. Uh, it's like a clothing website. Yeah. And it's a lot of. Um, I guess the demo is mostly like Tumblr girls. Okay. Um, but uh, nice. they uh, they you like have to explain have... what that is. <laughs> um, they have like um, SoundCloud playlists where like they'll just have guests come in and like curate a playlist. Yeah. And then they'll send you a bunch of free shirts. And so I looked through, and this was one of the shirts I wanted. Nice. So, uh, well, thanks for being here, man. I, yeah, I got to tell you. Absolutely. Um, in my mind, I discovered you because <laughs> I think it was last, it was a year ago, I went to the improv oh, and yeah. to see Gerard Carmichael, who I also discovered, although he doesn't know it, <laughs> like just for me, yeah, you know, and um, and you were on the bill. 
Oh, nice. And I thought you were hilarious. Thanks, man. Yeah, I feel and like now I've seen you before. <laughs> I came I came to work the next day and I was like, oh, this kid was doing Drake shit. And it was oh, just thanks, really funny. Man. And I looked you up on YouTube and all that. So uh, so I've been, yeah, I've been wanting to have me. you on the show kind of since the beginning. So I'm excited you're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So how did how did you um you know I'm interested in the in the uh there's a lot of hip hop in your comedy. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just cuz it's uh I guess there's like a lot of hip hop like in my in my life. Yeah. Like I um I just finished a pilot for Viceland called Rap Nerd. Okay. Where it's me like FaceTiming with rappers nice. like, in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a talk show from my bedroom. Yeah. And uh they're dumb if they don't pick it up. <laughs> um, no, it's really that sounds. I, it was awesome. like really fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, so how'd you can first? You tell, oh, sorry. I'm Go just ahead. excited to know what some of the rappers were. What that oh, experience I, was like. So, um, some of the people we talk like. Hopefully, we'll get like a bunch of people for the the show. But um, we had like during like the screen test and pilot stage um we had like migos on uh-huh. two-thirds nice. of migos uh-huh. i think offset was in jail at the time okay and they rotate um <laughs> yeah so they, they tag each other <laughs> and um mcconan uh-huh. who i have like i don't know if you've seen me tell that mcconan story on stage no. um I, I like um he was like the first person we talked to for the show and uh it was I was visiting New York at the time, and um, I was like in the in the vice office. He was in San Francisco, and we were FaceTiming, smoking on both ends. And towards the end of the interview, I'm like, "Hey, man, I gotta head out." He's like, "You're too high. You gotta stay." And I'm like, <laughs> "No, nah, I I gotta leave. I, I'm only in New York for another night, and my high school crush like lives here. Yeah, and I think my career is maybe at a place where I can have sex with her." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, what's her Twitter? I'm going to tweet that she needs to marry you. <laughs> and so he tweets, at Katie Sharp, your brain and word else, high school sweetheart, you need to marry him. Nice. She replies like, XOXO, XO, winky face. We get to this bar she's at, and she's like there with her friend. And uh, she's like, oh, that was an interesting tweet I got earlier. And uh, <laughs> we're like talking for a while. Eventually I'm like, oh, let's go to a to a different bar. Like as we're walking from bar one to bar two, my phone starts ringing. And it's McConan. Uh-huh. I'm like, uh, oh, McConan, what's up? And he's like, hey, just checking in. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm with that girl I was talking about earlier. Can you talk to her for a second? That's awesome. And uh, I hand the phone over, and he's just like wingmanning over the phone, just yeah. being like, oh, yeah, Brandy, oh, he's so cool. He's so funny, crazy. You went to high school with him. And uh, then we got to like the second bar, and Katie was like too drunk and too tired. Uh-huh. So she like went home. But her friend lived like two blocks away, and I uh, like had sex with her friend. Nice. So I <laughs> when I tell the story on stage, I'm like, uh, yeah. So uh, love isn't real. Um, <laughs> I, uh, but uh, awesome. yeah, I guess it's just like a big part of um, my daily like, you know, internet diet is like sure. a lot of just like listening to new shit. And, yeah. Um, How'd you yeah. first get into hip hop? Um. It was, I mean, I guess it was just, like, in high school. Um, like, what's, like, uh, so, go back, uh, what's the first record you, you remember? Oh, the first record I remember? 
I mean, I would say, I don't know. I'm I'm young, so like Kanye was like my introduction to sure. to hip hop. Yeah, for sure. Like I, um, were you into music before that, or just like I was into? Yeah, I was into um, like a lot of uh, like sad boy indie rock. Awesome. And uh, then sort of made the transition, yeah. but I still have like I still listen to a lot of that also. Like what? Um, like a lot of like Sufjan. Which Kanye you apparently know, like, just got busted for which I, pirating, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, he, uh, I posted a tweet where I sort of zoomed in on the Pirate Bay tab. Because it's, yeah, it is interesting, like, right after, right after he was talking about um, so Title. Yeah. You know, talking about, like, making the album Title exclusive and stuff, like, posting a picture where there's a clear Pirate Bay tab. Yeah. You can also see, like, a Mac Keeper tab and, like, all oh, these, really? like... Like Kanye's laptop for sure has like yeah. so much adware. <laughs> like it's uh He's got viruses. He's got so many yeah, Kanye for sure has a bunch of viruses. Did you see that? That uh That's amazing. Um Kanye posted a picture of like him just like listening to Sufjan on yeah. on YouTube and then uh there was a, a tab with like Pirate Bay on it. Like he was he was anything torrenting. With, anything with purposely avoid i'm like i can't what i just can't i'm sorry i know i'm sorry i just can't do it anymore because i just can't like i really have an aversion to kanye i like his music though but it's like all very foreign i have to yeah talk to these guys whenever i need to like figure out i'm such a such a huge kanye stan so so what was your so you said like that was your kind of introduction yeah i guess that was um Honestly, like this is, I'm really exposing myself here. <laughs> like, literally, like what made me get into hip hop was like that era where it was like 808s and Heartbreak and yeah. that like that first Kid Cudi album. Okay. I mean, you stand like a cooper because you got a beeper. I mean, you probably might be saying you ain't jogging either. But man, old girl got a fat old ass. Yeah, the tough to make you tell a bitch just dance. And fuck the mother niggas because you down for her bitches. Fuck the mother niggas because she down for the sticking. And fuck the mother niggas so she down for some licking. And fuck the mother bitches because she down for the tricking. I'm hoping she a rider. When it's said and done, she spit it up and swallow now. I ain't got a drip about the niggas. Like, those were like. That's yeah. the first on the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I'm 23. Right. What? Like, no way. <laughs> what do you think? I had no idea you were 23, but that makes it even better. I yeah. Guess, um, so 808. No, I get it. And then I, I totally yeah, and then understand. I like went back and like listened to like older records. Sure. Okay, but here's what I want to um, know. Because you're like uh, emo, whatever indie rock guy. Yeah. And then you hear. 808, right? Yeah, and then I hear like emo rap music. Right. And so, <laughs> yeah, like, what? Exactly. So, like, what happens? 
like what like like what's happening in that moment when you like first are impacted by that record oh I, yeah i don't know it, it just uh it i think it like tapped into something like viscerally where i was like oh i didn't realize this realize this is like a genre where like people are sad yeah and then <laughs> like no that's that's fair and then like music. yeah that's when i started listening to to a lot more rap and then that's when i was started listening to like rap that like wasn't sad but like that was my entry right. point yeah, yeah yeah for sure yeah um cuz like Eddie, yeah i think like most of my favorite music is like very is like very emo like i loved you know like i listened to a lot of drake i listened to a lot of like old neutral milk hotel uh-huh. a lot of like brand new <laughs> yeah just music where like people uh, that's cool. people are sad yeah Is that like, are you a sad guy or is it like, yeah, I mean, balance? I guess you're so. so fucking happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean what's, I, what's wrong? <laughs> you can, t- I, you can tell yeah, us. I'm very, uh, I mean, I'm either like, yeah, I'm either like feeling myself uh-huh. or like, or a sad boy. Yeah. I guess that's just uh, that's just me describing <laughs> manic depression. Sure. <laughs> I guess that's just me. And is yeah. that good for comedy? Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. I think that's very uh, that's good. So I, think I know a lot of comics talk about that. They um, that basically. So I, here's what I've noticed because I'm a huge comedy fan. Yeah, I have been since since I was a kid. And my grandmother used to take me to comedy shows when I was like eight years old. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, it was totally inappropriate, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, wait. When you were how old? Well, I remember. I remember uh, at thirteen. Yeah, she took me to see Robert Klein. Wow. And it was a little small theater in Long Beach, and we were in the fourth row. But it, there was only like ten yeah. rows. It was like a little tiny. And That's Robert Klein goes, amazing. "Who the fuck brought a kid to my show?" <laughs> and he does like ten minutes at me. And you loved it. Oh, I loved Holy it. Shit. I thought it was a great. Like, oh, that's so. That's so crazy. It was life changing. Yeah, every time there's like a child. And the crowd, like a comic, is gonna do crowd work with that child. Yeah, and I, I always mean, think about how, like, oh, this is the greatest moment of that child's oh, life yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. No, it was amazing. sick. Um, but I was gonna say, you know, comics basically have like four things they say. They're like, I'm broke. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I I, I don't get laid. Uh, yeah. you know, and I'm I'm sad or I'm in pain, and that's what makes me funny. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There's a, and then I guess I have the I'm. Not that I don't mean right. to belittle, like, because yeah. obviously, like, great, I'm, amazing yeah. things have come out of those stories. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm um, financially comfortable and sexually active, but nice. I'm sa- still sad. Okay, <laughs> that's even better. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah, uh, kind of breaking breaking the barriers. <laughs> so, what? What? Why comedy? Like, how did you know that was for you? Um, I was just always, I was like a really big, um, I was a big comedy nerd, like, before, um, before I started doing it, like. Like what? It, um, 
Like, I would just, uh, like, my 16th birthday, I went to a Bob Newhart concert. Oh, like, shit. that's, like, how wow. much of a comedy nerd I was. Bob like, Newhart's, like, 70 at that point. Right. Yeah. And I was, like, like that's crazy. Like, were you I, a Newhart fan? Like, yeah, did you watch like, think about show? that all the time where I'm, like, what the fuck? That was crazy. <laughs> did but you get your I, friends to go with you? No, I was <laughs> my parents. Yeah. <laughs> Had you been to comedy clubs? Um, no, that was my first show. And then my second show was like Andy Kindler at um, the Arlington Cinema and Draft House okay. in the DC suburbs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, so I was always, uh, I was into comedy a lot. And I would like post on forums and shit. And then I volunteered at um, this comedy festival that Tignataro put on mm-hmm. in D.C. called the Benson Ball. Yeah. And um, that just entailed, like, me, like, putting up posters and stuff. And right. then I, like, lingered at one of the parties. And I was talking to <laughs> some, like, local D.C. guys about comedy. And um, I didn't realize, like, how easy it was to just start. Like, they were just like, oh, yeah, just go to an open mic. Right. And uh, so, so then was, I what was the first open mic. Like? My first open mic, it was at this place called the Comedy Spot in Ballston Mall in Arlington, Virginia. And I told my parents I was going to a school play. And then me and my friend Alex Hillert went to this open mic. And um, I like my first joke was. Uh, it was something about looking like Tegan and Sarah. <laughs> and then, um, like, halfway through my my set, I forgot everything I was going to say and kept asking, like, oh, uh, uh, how much time do I have left? And people just thought it was, like, a bit. People right. thought it was, like, a planned yeah. out bit. So it was, That's like, kind amazing. of best case scenario for fucking up. Yeah. Cause like, so do you still use that now? <laughs> the, How much time do I- <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't use anything from that first set, uh, but <laughs> yeah, it was uh yeah, so it was like a pretty good first set. So I was like, yeah. oh, I should mm-hmm, keep mm-hmm. doing this. Yeah. So at the time, you weren't thinking that was a career necessarily. No, 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 not fun. at all. Because it it didn't become a career like for real until like last year. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So, uh, what was what would the career have been if not this? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, my friend that I went to that first open mic with, um, he quit comedy like six months later and went to Virginia Tech. And uh, I, um, he was the Virginia Tech shooter. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Shout out! um, I. Um, but yeah, I probably would have just like gone to school in Virginia. I mean, I went to school, I was going to school in Virginia yeah. for, for, for a little bit. I went to VCU. Um, I went to like Nova Community College, then VCU, and then like dropped out and moved to LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I would have just, I, yeah, I honestly like don't know what I would have done because I was a communications major. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's not very emo though. <laughs> Nah, nah, yeah, that's yeah. not an emo major. No, yeah, you would think I'd be like an English major. Yeah, yeah, yeah English lit. Yeah. Like, so, like Renaissance so, literature. <laughs> so I want to go back because when we interview artists, you know, their career. Yeah. Let's define career as something you get paid for, yes. right? But like you're working all up until that point on that skill and that craft. Right. right? 
So what was that time from like last year and before? What were you doing? Well, were you actually okay, like- so um, basically, yeah. So I started comedy like January 2010. I was still in high school. I graduated. Um, I graduated from high school in 2011. So I was in high school for some of that. And then I was in community college for some of that. And then college for some of that. And doing comedy all the way through? And doing comedy Were you, all the like, way through. But I didn't know like. you as a comedy guy? Were you yeah, 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 a little bit. Yeah, everybody like sort of figured it out, which was like great for high school. Yeah, like Because sure. I, I didn't know any Before comedians. doing stand up in high school, I was like. Not popping at all. Right. And so does that get you laid in high school? No. I, no. I lost my virginity at 21. <laughs> um, awesome. <laughs> I lost That's my good, virginity man. in L.A., actually. Okay. Like, I didn't have sex until I moved to L.A. I mean, that, that a lot of people come to L.A. to lose their virginity. <laughs> I think That's, LA's a yeah. place where, like, you could just do anything you want, and the crazier and weirder you are, the sexier you are. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But girls I, started noticing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, um, yeah, so that was like, that was nice. Um, yeah. and, and parents on board? Or were you kind of like. Not until I started. Not, I mean, not. They weren't like, um, like, oh, we, we're we not going to have a comedian in this house. <laughs> like, they yeah. weren't like that. Um, but it's kind of like a porn career, isn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah. But they were like, uh, I, I think. Like rightfully so, like kind of hesitant and yeah. like oh, I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah. But then um, when I when I moved to LA, um, I worked like this like SEO job mm-hmm. for for like <laughs> a couple months. Um, I did like uh, I did like PA work and it was very bad at it. <laughs> I, I did like I I did a, a day of. Uh, PA work on a on a subway ad. Oh shit! And this is like before Jared was problematic. <laughs> um, well, before we knew he was. Yeah, before. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very problematic. We just didn't know. Right. Um, he didn't try to like. No, which I was like. In retrospect, You're I'm offended. a little offended. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had to like keep carrying heavy shit, and I was like, uh, I'm tired of carrying heavy shit, and so I just like. Pretended to throw up in a bush, and then they sent me to the set nurse, and she was like, "Uh, you can lay down here for a bit." And then I laid down, and I was like, "Uh, can I, can I leave?" And she was like, "Okay." Which oh, also I was like three hours late because I the previous night this is sort of in like a transitional period. So I was this is like a couple months after I moved out here, and like I was getting on good comedy shows, like I was getting on like good shows in LA but not doing anything that paid the bills yet. Right, yeah. So I was like able to get on like good shows at like <laughs> UCB or the improv or whatever. And so like the night before I was doing um Paul Shear and Rob Hubel's show, Crash mm-hmm. Chest at uh UCB. And I it was like my first time doing the show. I was like a really big human giant fan, so I was really excited about the show. And um the show doesn't start until eleven. I um went on at like midnight and 
my PA my PA call time was like six thirty. Right. Of course. And I woke up at nine. Yeah. Oh wow. And then I checked <laughs> I checked the sheet and I'm like, wait, fuck. No, wait. <laughs> and then I call I call my contact and I'm like, Hey, uh, do you guys still need PAs? And they were like, uh yeah, I, I guess. And then I show up at ten and then like I, so I was like the f- I was like the last one there, first one to leave. <laughs> yeah, nice. So I was really bad at that it's a job. Good look. And then like a couple months later, um, I did this. Uh, somebody asked me to open for Bob Odenkirk's like album uh, album recording yeah. at Meltdown. And then like I did my set. He did his set. This was like the first time we met. And then he was like, "Hey, man." Um, I didn't want you to like be nervous when you went out there, but I wanted you like on the album, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" And so he, uh, we like took the cover photo like in the green room, and um, like I still wasn't like doing anything for Did money, you- but then um, later that year, um, the album came out, and this is yeah, so this is like November twenty fourteen. And so November 2014, the that album came out, and then we went on we went on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went on tour, and the, like that was like the first time where it was like okay, comedy is like paying for shit. And then soon after that, I started like touring with Bo Burnham a little bit, and then writing stuff for Vice and yeah. like Four Pins, and then like did did like some festivals, and then like after that, started doing like. I, I guess that's when I like started doing like my Comedy Central Snapchat show and like mm-hmm. acting a little and so that yeah 2015 is when things started like picking up mm-hmm. and I was like actually doing things for money. And was there a moment like was it was it Bob or was there a moment when this you're like this is my break like I think that was I I guess that was like the the first time it really people noticed yeah. me is like when that cosign happened. Like that's when I that's how I like got my manager and my agent. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I wouldn't I wouldn't say I yeah, it wasn't like, oh, this this is like my moment. Mm-hmm. Um it was just like it, it that's when like things started to build. And uh yeah, I, I still don't think there's been there hasn't been like a specific like oh, this is my big break. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's uh there's a lot less like be all end alls now mm-hmm. with like the internet. It's mm-hmm. all it's it's a lot more like it's a lot more nuanced and it's a lot more like it's just sort of in your own hands right. now. Yeah. Like because that that album like that album came out in November 2014 and uh, nothing like really happened. Until I mean, like I got my I got representation, like I got like good representation out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just more like steps. But I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. Like that's the like I uh, I think like actually more people started noticing me off of that like that guide to sex with millennials mm-hmm. vice article. Yeah, like that was just because that was like <laughs> something that was like only my own mm-hmm. and you know it was just like purely like my shit like that the, the how'd Bob you get the album, vice stuff 
Oh, I they so they like profiled me because of the Bob album, right? Mm. And then, um, like my friend Drew Millard was mm-hmm. was a like an associate editor. Yeah, I know Drew. And yeah, um, so he he asked me to. He was like, "Oh, um, write. Can you write a guide to sex with millennials?" It's awesome. And so I wrote that, and uh, that's like I think that was like the thing where people were like, "Oh, he he can like write." Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, lo- I love that article, and and so you said Thanks, something yeah. in it. Uh, you said that. Uh, Unjustified confidence is important to having more sex. <laughs> yeah, and um, but that's kind of true of success in anything, isn't yeah. it? Like yeah. especially comedy. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, you you got to be able to get up on stage and yeah, not realize that you're <laughs> about to make a fool of yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Unjustified confidence is kind of the key to like anything. Yeah. Really, it's it's a. So do you use I that mean, like in real life? Is that? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean. Yeah, it's it's all uh Yeah, I mean like my whole life is kind of a scam. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's I mean anybody anybody doing multiple things in LA, it's like yeah. yeah, you're you're just scamming people. I just heard this yesterday and afterward. Somebody's like I'm I'm going to get found out or something. I'm like, "No, I think that's just well, how it goes." Yeah. I yeah, I mean just- that's- Absolutely. I mean, that's a very real fear of successful people, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that you're going to be discovered, you know? Uh, but also, I think like, you know, that's very hip hop, right? Is is like yeah. fake it till you make it, yeah. right? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there, there always should be like a a product to you know back it up. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like I yeah, because that is like um, one thing about. Yeah, like hip hop is somebody will come out with like a hot single and then everybody's like waiting like, oh, oh, what's the album going to be like? And then the okay. album comes out and you're like, what? What's this? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I I do always want to like make, you know, quality mm-hmm. work. Yeah. You know. So what was a was a uh, was there a set or a, a joke that like kind of popped off for you where you're like um like a specific joke that just yeah was there something that like first time you killed oh that you're like oh shit i can really do this <laughs> um maybe like i i think like um mm, actually yeah once i started doing the um the like hip hop material, I think I started like coming coming into my own. Yeah. Like before, it was just sort of like there's a lot of like one liner mm-hmm. type jokes, and um, I still tell some of those. But once I once I started like telling like stories, I was like, oh, this is a lot more yeah. interesting, and people connect with this more. Yeah. yeah. I like love that type of comedy. Yeah. And is it when you say they connect, like is it reading the room or is yeah, it are you getting like well, it's, uh, how do you I, know that you're connecting? I yeah. think um there's it's just like a different kind of laughter. Mm. Like when you're telling a story versus when you're just telling like a short one line joke. Yeah. Like because yeah, when you're telling a story it feels like you're hanging out with the person. Sure. And so that that's a lot more um 
I don't know if it's, I guess, more like pure mm-hmm. and just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it feels more real. I right. Think, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, any, because it's also just more specific to your life experience. Because mm-hmm. anyone can, like, do wordplay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you're telling a specific story that only you can tell, then, like, oh, nobody can steal that. Right, like yeah. people can steal people can steal jokes, but they can't really like steal stories. Sure, um, you feel like you have a lot, like already that you've done. I feel like <coughs> oh, when thank you, you when you go see some comedians, they're complaining how long they've been doing this and they have to give up, and right. like, you hear that story because it's a hard hustle, you know. Yeah, I but mean, I for think for you, it's, it's been a little bit. It's sort of. Um, I think I I have benefited from, like the um, I don't know the industry like fetishizes youth. Sure. <laughs> like that's like sort of that's like a big that's like a big thing. Like mm-hmm. um, I mean I'm doing like two Snapchat shows <laughs> right now. Right. Like I'm doing like a Comedy Central thing and a. Mm-hmm. This like MTV Snapchat show, and it's like yeah, you kind of have to be young. To, yeah, they to do that. Like I'm just I'm very I'm very active on on Twitter. Um, I'm young and I like look young, so I fi- I I like feel like a specific need for like that sort of you know like they want to they want young people to watch their shit. So right. so what about um, like speaking of like the the industry and the community of comics, like how, um, I mean, I know it's really competitive and I also know like there's a lot of love and support. Right. So like how, how has that played out for you? Like, are you, are you finding like haters Um, trying to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of, um, yeah, yeah. There's definitely, there is some of that in that I like, there's this, there's this big mentality in stand-up of like, oh, you gotta like grind, you gotta right, do you gotta pay your dues. ten sets a night, <laughs> and oh like, yeah, shit like that. And yeah. I, I, I'm sort of, I'm a lot, I'm a lot more breezy than that. Like I'm just sort of like, I don't know, I'll do like three sets a week. Like I'll do, I'll like do a show if somebody like asks me to do a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm gonna like, you know, I'm gonna like kick it with her like write this or Mm -hmm. like whatever and just like because i i'm like doing like i have like multiple jobs right and so i don't necessarily want to do stand-up every night and so there is like i think there's like a lot of like comics that are going up every night that are like oh what the fuck is he doing you know like what's what's his deal like i've i've definitely but i have like a lot of like i think most like older comics that are like working and that are you know doing whatever like understand it and i'm like cool with i'm cool with like most i'm cool with like most comedians that i i'm like a fan of mm-hmm. um but i think that like a lot of people sort of um a lot of people my age or like um that started around when i did like maybe don't like me yeah. or don't even like consider me like a part of the community. <clears throat> yeah. Right. But like that's, but is, there, is, is it more just like they're just throwing shade or, or, the, yeah. or is it like overt? Like, no, no, no. Coming it's, at that, you? it's it's literally, it's, I, I don't think people think about me 
like that like that much like that's I a very think emo that, thing to say <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think like um i don't think it's anything crazy like it's no um it's no overt hatred right mm-hmm. like i'm not um yeah, I'm not like they like. They don't care. Yeah, and they, like, what, they what about like, what about the flip side? They like, hate, like Vine stars. Right. Yeah. Sure. Like, yeah, but yeah. I feel like yeah. that. Like you kind of said it earlier. Sorry to cut you off. You I'm used to it. Question? Sorry, I just want to go back because you said kind of like right now it's in your hands. So as like a comedian or an actor, or whatever you can do, so you can take. You can create a lot of your own shit. Right, right, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, which is really cool if you're really creative and you're willing to put in the work. Yeah. So for you, like, that's, is that, like, your agenda is I'm going to create my own stuff I think and that's not like, wait for... Yeah, exactly. Like, that's sort of my mentality. Um, like, I, yeah, I don't know. I, like, made, I, like, made this shirt with my friend Robesman. This one? No, 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 no not, not this one. That'd be cool if you this, made that. <laughs> I wish I made this. <laughs> yeah. um, he's just screen printing. Yeah, he's just bootleg, shirts. bootleg long order shirts. <laughs> that's a that's, that's a, a side that's hustle. That's a nice hustle. Yeah. Oh my um, god, please do something like that. Yeah. on the side of the street here. And I um, yeah, like yeah, I'll just I'll do shit like that. Yeah, where um, I'm like, oh, nobody's like, no, no one's asking me to do this. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll just like. I'll just do it and it'll be fun. And yeah. uh, then, like, I wore that shirt, like, in every episode of my, like, Comedy Central Snapchat thing and, like, made that my, like, Twitter, mm-hmm. like, header and, like, logo and shit. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that, like, like that helped, even though that's that's just, like, a shirt where we made, like, a hundred. Right. We, like, made a hundred, sold, sold a hundred. But um, that was, like, something weird and like specific where people you know people in like the comedy industry were like oh this is this is interesting like i right. have like yeah. Yeah, i have sure. like a i have like a job that i can't like really like talk that much about where um i just sort of like keep them abreast of like what's cool online and like what's oh, okay. like and they like watch pilots of theirs and stuff for this like Mm-hmm. This network and um that was I think that was like a, a job that like I think Twitter helped and like I think that shirt helped because like they saw about you know, they saw right. that shirt and were like, Oh mm-hmm. what right. what you know, what is this? And your expertise is just solely based on like your interest and how you consume right. content. <laughs> like it's crazy, you know, like because of what you like and how you right. consume the content, you've become now an expert for these people. Yeah. Yeah. To it's, help them identify uh, what culture yeah, What's it's cool. Culture? It's yeah, that's what I that's like sort of that's what I mean when I like say my life is a scam because yeah. it's well, but that's that it yeah. but you yeah. know sure, but so is everybody's. Like right. meaning like there is yeah. no right I mean, answer to exactly. what's pop culture. No. There's yeah. only people whose opinions, who somebody believes your opinion matters. Yeah. Right. More than everyone this else's. Is, this is probably a good time to bring up Fuck Jerry and oh yeah oh Jewish. yeah 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 so, so you know we have this so, stupid debate every day yeah well you know I'm, I'm old and <laughs> Cassie likes to remind me of that as much as possible he doesn't look it though but um uh so fuck Jerry why is that funny oh I mean okay so <laughs> I. <laughs> Wait, so what team are you on? No, I, well, I wanna, no, 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 because <laughs> no here, here's the thing. Like, you know, 
I go ahead. You explain it. He likes the fat Jewish. Yeah. No, 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 no. Don't. I'll reread the text messages. Hold on. Wait a second. (laughs) But he doesn't think they're funny at all. Okay. Yeah. I. But okay. I, think no, no, I thought that this was going to be a completely different discussion when you brought up Fat Jew and Fuck Jerry. Well, it might well, be because she sort of derailed us. I but thought what it were was, you thinking? Sorry. Well, I thought it was like about them like stealing content. Oh. oh. Well, no, yeah, I love stealing a, content. That's okay because we don't care as the people <laughs> consuming it. Right. Right. Like who, who cares? Like people that, who are content creators like, might. I don't know right. what happened, the whole thing with Amy Schumer, like where she got busted yeah, for stealing was, jokes. That was like very, that was. That was dumb because it was like, um, people were, uh, people did like the side by side video of like the, of like Kathleen Madigan's joke and like the sketch from her show. Right. And it's like, there's a team of writers on that show. Like that's, uh, you Mm -hmm. can't blame that on Amy. Like, but also think, well, of course. Yeah. But I'm kind of taking it more from like, we're in a, you know. Millie Vanilli lost their careers over right. that shit, mm-hmm. and now, like, no one gives a fuck yeah. if you yeah. if you're faking it or not, right? right. Like, and I, I, mean, I, yeah, I think that's it, the thing is like the fat Jew and fuck Jerry, like, do you people have Wi-Fi? know that they're not making those memes. Yeah, yeah. No, I know that. Yeah, right. But they're still curating it. But so why yeah. do people find it funny? No, here's what I want to know. That's, that's what, oh, no. it's because it's you like relatable. It's like yeah, it's it's relatable and like accessible and like quick and yeah quick and simple and like yeah it's just easy to get it's stupid it's just like okay. passing time i'm gonna show you do you have wi-fi yeah <laughs> that's what i want to see because like I, I think like a lot of the i mean it's like hit or miss because yeah some of the memes are trash but whatever yeah it, but nobody's like thinking nobody it's just it's you may be able to to explain it a little bit better. No, like I would say 70% of the stuff on here, like I can't see how anybody would think it's a joke, like even an attempt to be funny. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just he like not. It's funny. I think it's because he's stuck on the Seinfeld <laughs> back in the days. No, I think and, it's just he's old. and like my. Uh, By the way, I I there's episodes of Seinfeld that I'm still watching for the first time. Like that's crazy. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, but I'm like I have like the I have Hulu Plus like without commercials, and so I've just been watching so much Seinfeld, and it really is like the greatest yeah, show the of best. all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, like here's one: two hundred, hundred ninety-five thousand likes, twenty-four thousand comments. Wait. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, that's okay. the nostalgia, like fucking. Dude, like, we could like we could do this all day. I could show you yeah, this stuff. I hate, that's like, I I do hate any like. Huh? Oh, screenshot that. Yeah, I'll show you this. Any sort of like, um, any sort of like thing that like points back to the nineties that like plays with nostalgia and just like it's it's just them like tricking you into right. liking it. And that's like what, but that's like, what hey, I think. Remember like, your childhood, like this, right? Like my content. But like, I, I hate, I hate most nostalgia. Yeah, I don't know. That so that's one example. That I think one's bad. I think we could spend that's the whole a, day and I could a, show that's you a like good example of a bad a lot Jerry of it. Post. But I had the same thing. So I was arguing with Cassie over text this morning yeah. that it's not. I I felt the same way when Drew Carey show came out. Yeah. Right, like I felt like there's 30 minutes of no jokes. It's not <laughs> just that they're bad jokes; they're just not even jokes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like. And yet, it was the number one show on TV, 
And I think just some people, you I know. I gotta go back and watch the Drew not, Carey show. No, I remember, please don't. It's well, not. I remember. <laughs> if you're gonna go back maybe, and like watch, watch now. the rest of Seinfeld. Right, I know. I'll watch the rest of Seinfeld before I watch Drew Carey. Uh, who was I? I remember Ryan Stiles was on that. Man, Ryan Stiles was like, really? He's, he's still the man. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, Ryan Stiles is on that and Who's Line at the same time. Oh yeah. What a what an era. For sure. But that you didn't like you didn't like the Drew Carey show. No, I just I didn't. I was waiting for the jokes. <laughs> yeah, and I don't then, like Friends. Well, I think Friends is. I hate to out myself as a friend. I, I I like Friends a lot. I think that it's um and I think it's an amazing execution of a mediocre idea. Okay. But I think it's like so well. I just think I I Done. mean like I I think I'm just so in love with with Seinfeld yeah because that I'm like oh fuck friends like fuck these like pretty people well the six of them should pay Jerry a royalty not that he needs it yeah right but but the reason Friends is as big as it was is because it followed Seinfeld yeah right? like, it's like all right so <laughs> who who helped you like um, give us have you had mentors yeah or? Yeah, yeah I think uh, Bob. Helped me a ton. Yeah, Bob like, Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk is like the reason. Um, what did he teach you besides what? just giving you a shot? Right. He well, um, he, um, I don't know. Like he, when I I had like a manager that I was scared to drop, mm-hmm. and he was I was like oh, I feel like I'm breaking up with a girlfriend, and he was like. No, you're breaking up with a girlfriend that has 10 other boyfriends and right. they're all models yeah. and she makes 10% of everything those sure. boyfriends make. Yeah. Right. And I was like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's, that's fair. So I was like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what am I talking about? <laughs> and so, uh, he's, he gives, he's, uh, he's given me like, some some good little like tidbits mm-hmm. um i think uh bo burnham's helped a lot he cuz he um he's like amazing i yeah. think he's like he's so talented and uh he popped off really young and so he has like and he's like very <clears throat> he uh he really like keeps his head down and just like makes amazing shit and um He's he's given me like a lot of good advice. I think Andy Kindler's helped a lot. Like I uh I met him before I was doing comedy, like just like as a fan, and then a year in he let me do a guest spot when I was like in high school. Nice. And he was like in town and then when I moved out to LA, um he he was like the guy who told <clears throat> the record label that was uh doing the the Bob, the Bob album, like he told that guy, the guy who worked at the record record label about me just to be like, Hey, get Brandon booked on some shows in LA. And then that guy told Bob about me. So Andy Kindler is like sort of the reason why mm. Bob knew about me. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's like, I don't know how much you like keep up with comedy now, but like, he's like sort of like he's he, his whole thing is that he's like the comics comic and okay. he like yeah. he a lot of his comedy is about other comedy and mm. he has like this yearly state of the industry address at, oh, that's just cool. for laughs where he just like yeah. makes fun of a bunch of comedy stuff and so that's um, funny yeah i think like having guys like that 
um being supportive of me like guys that are uh that like comedy nerds love yeah Mm -hmm. i think that that helped me a lot um what about um oh this is a weird one uh recently like i think asher roth has given me a lot of like really good advice really yeah i do yeah, don't you? I'm not Asher Roth fan, but I, I do respect <laughs> what he's doing. But oh yeah, you talk. I, I met him kind of recently, and we um, <clears throat> uh, like I made like a joke about him where on Twitter I posted a picture of like him circa I love college, and then him like now he's like kind of a hippie yeah. now, and mm-hmm. like I posted him a picture of like him circa I love college, and then him with like long hair and like um, some facial hair. And I captioned it, smokes weed once. And <laughs> he, like, saw that and liked it and then followed me. And then I DM'd him, like, hey, man, I'm like, I, you know, I love your music. And so he came to a show at Meltdown. I was doing, like, an evening with me and friends. And then we sort of, like, started talking more. And I talked to him recently about, like, um, just about, like, women that you perceived as like public figures all of a sudden being like down mm-hmm. like all of a sudden like thinking of you as a public figure and then sure. like um and i like talked to him about that because it was like a very like it was something specific where like most of my friends don't know anything about that right and sure. so he yeah. like he you know he got like he got crazy famous like super fast and then sort of got like he dealt with like the record industry like sort of being shysty and like he's stuck to his guns and it's just he's he's like lived a very like interesting specific life Mm. like has a a very like specific perspective and so um i think he's like a good guy to talk to about that stuff because i was like oh there's this like so and so, yeah, and this, this, and this. I, I don't want her to. She's. I can tell that she's already gonna like ruin me. Nice. Um, and so we like talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you have to protect yourself from that? I mean, like specific to your 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 comedy, your ability to write and, and oh, create. Yeah, I mean, I've I've like. Uh, had my heart broken, but yeah. I think that's like good for art. Sure. Does that, <laughs> yeah. But I guess what I'm wondering, yeah. like, does that change? Can you see how that changes your writing? Yes. Yeah. 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 I think it, it kind of, it's maybe better. It may, <laughs> I, think, mm-hmm. I think my writing's better when I'm like heartbroken yeah. or like sad or, you know, because it's, there's more to work with. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, I think the Oh man, what's the what's the saying that's like what's bad for your heart is good for your art? Oh, I never <laughs> I heard that. that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, but it, yeah, it makes you more human. Dude, when shit rhymes, yeah. it's just like <laughs> yeah. you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah it's exactly. true. Like it can just yeah, if it rhymes, you're just like, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> it's amazing how that works. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, I listened to you on on the uh, on the uh, Jensen show. To, uh, oh, get up on get this. up on this. Oh yeah, and I, interesting. And, and so yeah. I, I just as like you know, yeah, that was when that was when things were sort of starting to like pick up more. Yeah, like that 
like that was like right after the Bob stuff happened. Like that, right. literally, that was like when things clicked and people paid attention. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you mentioned you, um, you know, a, a night with with your friends and that kind of thing. Like, oh yeah. Um, do you have like a crew that oh, you roll with? Or? Not necessarily. I mean, I have like guys that I. Um, yeah, like that was just a night at Meltdown. I did um, an evening with it was like an evening with Brandon Wardell and friends, and um, my friend Jack Knight hosted it, and um, Ron Funches did it. This guy Jamel Johnson from back in DC, that's mm-hmm. like the homie. This this girl Sam J, she's really funny. She's like very funny, like black lesbian from Boston. Nice. And uh, so I had all the boxes checked off. It's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, uh, oh, and my friend Hampton Yacht, who's, like, a very funny friend from D.C. who lives here now and wrote on my pilot, and he's amazing. So how important and, is that? I know, you know, we think of music, right? Like, if yeah. you get a hit, you bring your posse with you, yeah. and that's, like, yeah. how important is that in comedy? I think that's very important. Yeah. I think that's, like, super essential. Like, I definitely, when I was, like, when I made the pilot, like, I wanted Hampton to write on it, um... And he was, like, by far, like, the funniest person in that writer's room. And uh, <clears throat> my friend Jamel, who's, like, from D.C. and is moving out here, like, I got him, like, signed to my manager. And I made sure he was, like, a correspondent on the, on the pilot. So, like, I anytime, like, I have an opportunity to, um, like, get a friend hired for something, like, yeah. I always try to. Like, mm-hmm. with the... You know, the the Snapchat show was, uh, you know, it wasn't, like, a ton of money, but they had um, enough in the budget for, like, one writer. And I was like, oh, my friend Andy Haynes, like, he's, he's like, a comic that I know from. I met him when I was, like, starting in D.C., and so Mm -hmm. I had him write on it. And so, yeah, anytime I have the opportunity to hire friends, Mm -hmm. I always, like, try to do that so if you're a rapper you would do that but then you would make them kick you back (laughs) that's like yeah part of the yeah yeah exactly like i'd have to do yeah uh, it was it would be a feature for feature right right exactly but yeah because that was like yeah you mentioned you mentioned jensen like i um yeah beginning of 2015 um i he had he like wrote a role for me on Candidly Nicole. Which oh no was way! Like that was you know it, it was just like a. I love that show. Oh yeah, maybe that's where you saw me. Maybe. I don't know. What did you do? I was like, um, I like <laughs> pretended to be Nicole's friend. I was, uh, oh, I was like her casting assistant on an episode. Oh maybe. That's funny. And then there was like an episode where we're at her art show and she's like Okay, yes, yes, yes. And you're like her assistant on the art show. Yeah, yes. Yeah, oh and my I'm god, like, now I remember. Oh yeah, I don't like it. That's the <laughs> yeah. uh, the art show right. The art show was like my favorite episode Oh just, nice. That's where you saw me then. And she was so ridiculous with her Wow. How much of uh, sorry, nobody likes that show that <laughs> I don't admit it. No, I'm people. sure it's fantastic. Oh, I mean, I don't He's watch speaking. it. Yeah, but, it's... Yes, I definitely saw you there. You were wearing, like, a button-down shirt, and you had, like, your... No, I had an like iPhone a, charger around my neck. Yeah, you had... I was just going to say, you had yeah, something yeah, around yeah. your neck. Um, now I remember now. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, yeah, I used to wear an iPhone charger around my neck. It's not like a full time? in my life. Well, probably <laughs> because yeah. you're always on Snapchat and stuff, right? Yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's actually smart. 
It's like, but you, but you don't dangle the phone. No, no, no. Just keep the, keep it, just like like a necklace, like with the mm-hmm. plug, uh-huh. um, so, like the square. It's pretty sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was, you should it, make it your whole crew. All wear yeah, iPhone rock chargers. That. I mean, I wear the uh, I when I made the I made that shirt with my friend Robesman, and uh-huh. like my logo is like an iPhone charger. Oh, cool! So it's like that's sort of the that was like the next step. I was like, I'm not gonna wear an iPhone charger, but I'll wear a shirt with an iPhone charger. Yeah. Right. Um. So wait, I think it's going back to like you having your friends work on you on with on projects yeah. but i feel like that's sort of a really that's a brilliant strategy because a lot of the work that maybe you can come up with happens when you're just joking around with those guys yeah in a room. yeah exactly and because they're hired on other projects you're like they are always around <laughs> yeah so you can yeah, actually think, have because that's when that's going. when your like mind works the best is when you're just like fucking around with friends yeah. yeah and so it's like oh if we can just do that in the writer's room yeah we'll have a better product right than if it, if i'm just like working with like some randos that worked at the harvard lampoon yeah so do like, they have to be do you have to be friends first or can you build that i think you can build it via like working with someone for yeah. sure um yeah, I mean, I have yet to really see that because I think like anything that I've, anything that I've like um, worked on has either been like solo or like my own, like my own shit, like just sort of um, like spearheading it and like picking who I'm working with. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've done like. Like a couple days of like working on a movie, or like um, I've been in like a writer's room for a day, and right. I think that um, yeah, I think you can definitely become friends with people like from mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I prefer just like being friends with them, like yeah, of course. first, sure. and then friends first but, and then getting into but it. But a lot of your the people that you're bringing on are writers or have like some yeah. skill that they could bring to the table. Yeah. So are you is that a coincidence all your friends are just writers? No, I, but you met these Is guys that how you interview some... friends? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, can we can I profit off of you somehow? <laughs> that's um, a good. That's a good look. So it started somewhere and yeah. it was work at one point maybe. Yeah, well it, it was like I think like a lot of those people I met through just doing stand-up shows yeah. Yeah. and just just doing um shit where none of us are making money. Yeah. And um but also I do um I have a lot of friends that aren't comedians which I think is very important if mm. you're a comedian. I think there's a uh, a lot of there's like a lot of comedians that only hang out with comedians and then it's just a circle jerk and then you're just like telling jokes about like oh yeah so i was driving from this comedy show to this comedy show and then while i was waiting to go on stage this happened and then it's just like you're boring and then well i feel like there's this mythology with comics yeah jerry is somewhat he he likes to perpetuate this idea that like no one else can feel our struggle yeah, like that we're like you know he said in uh, in comedian if you saw that yeah right they're like this is the hardest job in the world yeah and I think you know there's probably some yeah he's ways- a billionaire by the way yeah yeah for <laughs> sure right like that's what I'm saying like yeah I think there's some ways where that's valid yeah, Jerry but- Seinfeld is literally a billionaire right 
Yeah, and it, you know, <laughs> hardest job in the world flying two gigs on a private jet. Yeah, right. Like, um, but you know, I get it. I, yeah. I get the point, right, and the spirit of it. Yeah. But I think there is some of that sort of isolating yeah. mentality in in the comedy world. Right, which, yeah, I sort of, I try not to, I mean, that's, like, why I'm not, why I don't necessarily, like, do stand-up every night. Because yeah. I, I just want to, like, live a life worth commenting on. Yeah. And right. that's, that's like, yeah, because, like, I'm not going to have stories if I'm doing stand-up every night. Yeah. Sure. Like, a lot yeah. of those stories are, like, from things that just, like, happened with yeah. friends or, like, while doing, like, a different job or, you know. So, um, uh, you know, we were talking about kind of big nights and when you, you felt it was all clicking. What about just bombs? Oh, yeah. There's been, like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, there's let's, been like let's a bring few. it down a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> there was a night where, do you know about the Shack All Star Comedy Jam? No, it's. Um, but anything Shack has to just yeah. be fantastic. I, I mean, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Shack, huge Shack head. Um, I, I definitely like. I recently bought a box of Fruity Pebbles that had Shack like pointing on it, nice. just because I was like, uh, Shack's on the box. I For have sure. to buy it. <laughs> Um, like I love Shaq, um, but he, he has He's the this, real Superman. <laughs> yeah. He has, uh, this thing called the all-star comedy jam and it's like okay. an urban comedy tour. Like it's, four, yeah. it's, it's like all, it's usually all black comics and, um, all black audiences. And he, they did like a Shaq all-star comedy jam in, um, Baltimore uh-huh. and, um, it was when I was like with like, uh, I was not with like a good manager and agent at the time, and um, it was while I was so I had like a manager and agent in L.A. But I was living in in Virginia still, and um, my agent was like, "Oh, you want to do a set on the All Star Comedy Jam in Baltimore? Um, you 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 go on before the host," and I was like. Which is such a bad idea, by the way. Yeah, 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 like, yeah I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, like before the host, like comes before out. the show starts. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Yeah, so people were like still coming in. Yeah. But I was like, I was in the green room. I met like all the comics that were doing the show, and um, like they were sort of like, ah, oh, this who's this like little white kid, and you know, who's on the show? Roasting me a little bit. I don't know, like DeRay Davis. Okay. And um, Red Grant, um, I forget who else, but like popping uh-huh. urban comics. Yeah. Um, and so I, like some some guy comes out, and is like, "All right, guys. So before your host comes out, um, here's a little comedy from uh, Brendan Wardell." <laughs> like, and then I come out to Virginia by clips uh-huh. and they liked the they liked that they were like oh who's this like sure. white boy coming out to clips this is funny yeah and then I started my set and um I think oh yeah my opener at the time was uh me being like yeah yeah so I'm not like a classically handsome guy but I'm not like bad looking either I just have like a unique look like I look like what a Japanese businessman jerks off to <laughs> And <laughs> that's normally goes great. Sure. But like in a black crowd in Baltimore, yeah. like in a fucking theater, like a theater. Yeah. 
is like that's not, not that's so not the joke to open with. Right. right. Like I did I wasn't, you know, yeah, that's but that's you were not, doing what you knew were. Yeah, so it was just like, ah, uh, this is what I I'm used to doing. And you're like, how much time do I have left? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that. I did that joke, and it got like nothing. And then I would like, it was when I started. It's when I uh, had like some hip hop oriented jokes, and mm-hmm. so I would. Start one of those jokes where I'd be like, yeah, so uh, this Lil Wayne song or whatever. And like they would like the beginning of the joke when I would be referencing the rapper. They'd be like, "Okay, where's this going? And then I'd get to the punchline and they'd be like, "Ah, I don't like they'd like the things that I was. They'd like that I was talking about those things. Yeah. But then once I got to the meat of the joke, they were like, oh, I don't (laughs) No, Thank you. What's Um, a Lil Wayne joke? Oh, it was it was a. I think it oh it was the one about um Wowzers, that song where uh uh-huh. he's like my tongue is a Uzi, my dick is a AK, <laughs> my tongue is a Uzi, my dick is a AK, my, my tongue go brrr, my dick go pa my tongue go brrr, my dick so go pa Yeah. And so I and in the joke I, I think I oh yeah, I said like uh like if I didn't know who Lil Wayne was and I just heard that song, like I would just be like Oh, this song was like written by like a sexually overactive child. Like, this toddler's fucking way too much. So I just gave him access to a studio booth. That's one way to describe the way. So when you you have an experience like that, what happens after? Are you like, maybe I need to rethink my entire set? Or you're like, oh, this audience likes... Well, yeah, I think (laughs) in that situation, I was just sort of like, oh, I mean, I shouldn't have been doing that show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It just wasn't yeah. for you. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, and then th- you don't take it personal, and you're no. like, that just wasn't for me, and then you can... Yeah. So I, I, Oh, I bombed a uh, a Montreal showcase a, a few years ago when I was um, I was visiting New York, because I, I did a Montreal audition when I was living in D.C. Montreal is... There's this festival, yeah. Montreal, just for laughs. Yeah. It's like a big comedy festival um and they have like a thing called new faces where a bunch of newer comics Mm -hmm. you know go out and do that but i um it was when i was in yeah i was in community college still and i had an audition in dc did a showcase there and it was awesome and they were like oh come do a callback in new york at the creek in the cave and so i took the bus out like didn't have plans on where i was gonna stay Mm -hmm. And did a set, did a set at this showcase. First joke didn't go well. Second joke didn't go well. And then I just started like started talking about how it was bombing. (laughs) It was was just like, yeah, that's not I. And then I like got off stage and like immediately started crying. Yeah. Like I immediately was like crying because I was like. Fuck! Like I thought this was like my one shot. Mm-hmm. Right. I, you know, it was like one of those situations. And then yeah. now it's like, yeah, like at the time it was, it was, uh, it was such a nightmare. And I had to like take a walk with my friend Bryson and like talk through it. And um, it's like so weird in retrospect because it's like, um, yeah, like I'm doing like, I don't know. People normally mon- audition for Montreal like a couple times and mm-hmm. then do it once they like don't give a shit about it anymore. Right. And like 
Like tonight, I have a, a Montreal showcase at the Comedy Store, and I sort of feel like I don't know who cares because it's like, like I would do it. I you know I would do it this year, but it's also like, what would I get out of it? You know, right. like people, so then you'll probably kill it. Right. Yeah. 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 So like, I feel yeah, your nerves are like good. whatever. Yeah. So, um, so but at with the time, that, like, I didn't have anything. Popping. So how do you how do you pick it back up after that? Like, is it? Um, I guess it's just. Um, I guess with with something like that, um, I think I had to just wait until. Oh, it was. I restored my confidence because um, I had like a set a couple nights later at um it was in new york for a couple days did that montreal showcase like fucking bombed horribly and like cried and then like a couple days later i was doing um white sinastro mm-hmm. no, no no it was it was hot tub when um when hot tub was in new york oh, like cool. hot tub uh kristen shawl and kurt brown all their show. yeah and they used to do it in new york and so i was doing that show and had one of like the best sets like of my life where I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And that sort of like sure. brought my confidence back up. And um so yeah, I guess that's that's sort of um I guess it's just uh you feel shitty until you kill again. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like it's a very um like the nature of comedy is very manic depressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love something you said. Um, oh, so you wrote that Vice uh, review of Wale's album. Oh, the Washington Post one. Washington Post, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And you said something in there that I thought was great about um, just uh, on the nature of criticism, right? And, and yeah. this idea that, you know, and I think comics or creative people in general kind of love to hate critics because yeah. they just sit back and write about stuff but mm-hmm. don't make anything. But you're kind of doing both. Right. Right. And so, yeah. You know, I wonder, like, how do you know as a as a creator, like, what feedback to take seriously, and what to just like, you know, ignore or or block out? Yeah, I guess it's just, um, well, yeah. There's there there is this like whole mentality of um, people are always like, oh, never read the comments, never read the comments, and you know, oh, if you read the comments, like. Oh, don't take the, you know, don't feed the trolls. Don't listen right. to yeah. the haters. But, well, YouTube comments specifically yeah. are just like the worst. <laughs> right. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, I just write. did. I, I did Getting Dug With High uh-huh. last week. Oh, and nice. The ne- <laughs> comments oh. are wild. Um, yeah, it's just. But I, I, I think with, I okay, I think, um, that mentality of, uh, oh, don't listen to the haters is like, a little um it's a little flawed just because like a lot of times people will hear that and be like okay i won't listen to the haters but i'll listen to all these people saying amazing things and i'm gonna retweet all these compliments and i'm gonna like let these people gas me up yeah and it's like don't do that either right because that's just as bad yeah Mm -hmm. like i think people on people can do that very easily on like twitter or whatever where sure like they get praise from randos and take that to heart and Mm -hmm. like let that you know um let that gas them up so i i think um like i just sort of i care about i care about um criticism or comments from like 
people that I respect, mm-hmm. like comedians that I love and mm-hmm. like look up to, and I really like listen and take that to heart. But then anything online, it's like, oh, just treat the love and the hate equally because it's That's all. Good. So yeah. is there something that like has somebody given you a um, a lesson that was hard to hear, but that was helpful? Um. Yeah, I think. Um, like Bob, actually, yeah. Um, Bob gave me some advice on tour, which I I I know I am doing that. Uh, I just did that like rap related pilot. Um, mm-hmm. but he he said. Uh, he was like, "Oh, you know, great set last night. This, this, and this." But I, you know, I I don't want you to like become like just the hip hop comedian. Like, I want to make sure that you uh, you don't become like sure Barry Sobel or whatever. And um, he was he was just like, um, you know, just be cognizant of that. And so I, you know, I um, I think I. I mean, I I've definitely benefited from talking about hip hop and mm-hmm. um, being in in the the scene or whatever, and like tweeting about it. But um, I do think about that a lot, where I'm like, okay, don't go too far down that bad. hole. Don't, yeah, because I don't want to be niche. Sure. So like, I think about that sometimes, where I'm like, okay, don't <laughs> you know, don't let that happen. Right. Like, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get it. So I think that was like, yeah, I think that was that was a big one for me. So how do you navigate that? Because I think, you know, again, seeing you at the improv, like, to me, that stood out. Oh, thank you. Right? Like, and, and I think, you know, it says, obviously, it says something about who you are because a lot of guys on that stage couldn't, they don't have those reference points. Right. But I could also see the point, right? Like, that even in the audience, you know, like I was with a couple of guys my age who don't really know what Drake's about and, yeah. and you know, or I think it was like Waka you mentioned, right? So <laughs> yeah. like they never heard that stuff. So it yeah. didn't mean anything to them. Yeah. So I could see the point, right? That if you, yeah, I think there's just like, there's a way to do it. Um, there's like a way to talk about rappers in a, in a way that um, people that aren't um, in tune with that world, can still understand like I think Aziz does it very well I think Hannibal does it very well sure where um you can like talk about a specific rapper but talk about them in a way where people aren't gonna be like what what you know they're like just just sort of like I tell that I that McConan story earlier like I tell that McConan story on stage like a lot Mm -hmm. um and I most of the people that I'm telling that story for have no idea who McConaughey is. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. Yeah, right? but it, it's yeah. like it doesn't matter it's just a funny who story. that is. It's just like a funny story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, so yeah, I think there's just like yeah, there's like a way to do it where it's not it's nothing too specific. Like um, you know, I'm definitely drawing from these reference points, but um, articulating these stories in a way where like a 50 year old who doesn't listen to rap mm-hmm. can like hear that McConan story and be like, Oh, that's funny. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I also just try to, you know, I, I also make sure to keep writing jokes that aren't sure. rap related. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So as you think about that, I mean, that's that's kind of like defining your brand. Yeah. Right. As a, as a comic. And yeah. um, are you, you know, beyond the hip hop issue, like how conscious are you of like what your brand is? Oh, and- like too conscious (laughs) like hyper conscious it's like something i think about like a lot and i it's uh it's something that i i'm like ironic about and i like joke about a lot Mm -hmm. but it definitely like that all comes from like a real place sure Mm -hmm. like you know like i have a logo Mm -hmm. you know yeah like so how do you decide what fits your brand and what what doesn't um i guess it's just what i'm enthusiastic about like i think like um i um yeah like i've defined my brand pretty well Mm -hmm. and people like know what i care about and um yeah i just sort of um stay true to that like i'm just very like i'm very honest on twitter like I, I'm just sort of like live tweeting my life. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you talk. You, I know yeah. you're active, and you know you talked about social medias. Yeah. You know, and, and obviously you have the Snapchat thing and the Twitter yeah. thing, and and so how is that like? Is there a um, is there a system? Like, is it like I know you're just really no. active. Yeah, it's just me sort of being active. Yeah. Like it's just sort of, um, yeah. There's no. There's no system necessarily. Like, there's no like conscious. You don't have like a social media plan pinned to the wall that you're like, my marketing plan. Red strings drawn from like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, none of that. Yeah, Um, yeah, just like some red string with like a picture of like the fat Jew and like Mark Zuckerberg and just like maps. Exactly. Where do Um, I fit into this? (laughs) Uh yeah, I don't I try not to be too conscious of that. I'm yeah. I I think I'm just uh like candid to a fault and um yeah, like I I think I'm talking about like a lot of things that other comics don't talk about and that's why young people relate. Yeah. Like I but uh yeah. Yeah, I'm not I I'm like just conscious enough of my brand to hate my to like hate myself (laughs) uh one time uh the other day um that's great it's a great quote (laughs) bo bo was saying uh he was uh we were at go get him tiger with uh do you know shelby pharaoh Um, yeah why do i know she's like a writer yeah um and um he was saying like do you ever um type anything so like i always like type in like lowercase and like uh-huh. type in like a very specific way yeah and he was like do you ever type anything correctly and then get really mad at yourself <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i i that is like something that i am sort of uh i do i do type in like a specific way where um <laughs> like um i could see how somebody could see that and like hate me right do you ever think about selling out and like what? Yeah, it's what like, that would be. Well, yeah, it's it's sort of weird because it's like, um, 
I don't know what entails selling out necessarily. Like I might have already sold out. Um, a lot. Of, some people would say I already sold out. What? What? Why would someone say that? Mm, just because I've like, um, I guess just because I've monetized what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, like you know, just doing like the Snapchat shows mm-hmm. for Viacom networks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's internet randos that are like oh you're you're like a sellout like wow. fucking like self-promoting whatever right and uh but what about you like what what would be a sellout to you that you're like um i guess just doing something that compromises um compromises like how pure what so, i do like i don't know it's like cuz uh, any of the any of the stuff I'm doing right now I feel very good about like I, and I feel like it represents mm-hmm. me and I like um I feel good about everything I'm doing but uh I guess like playing myself in a in a way that's uh dishonest mm. like if I were to yeah. uh yeah if I were to like appear on something as Brandon Wardell and say a bunch of like whack shit. I'd sure. be like, oh, I this is gross. Yeah. But that hasn't happened yet. Like I feel I feel good about everything. Mm. You'll get um, there. But I'm yeah, I'm I'm going to sell out yeah. very soon. I haven't nice. sold out yet cuz I'm not Do you have a date set? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I yeah, it's 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 so weird when like people throw that term out like Already, because it's like, oh, I'm not rich yet. Sure, mm-hmm. like I'll sell. Yeah. Like, don't sell out until you're rich. Yeah, That's exactly. Not a, like it's not I, a good look. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't want to sell out until I'm rich. Right. Yeah. For sure. And then I'll do a fucking like Bud Light ad <laughs> where I'm. That's good. You know, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, how's it going with Ariana? Uh, <laughs> I, um, she hasn't let me hit yet. Oh. I I did a movie with Jeanette. Oh, you did? Yeah, like yeah. they had that they have that show Sam and Cat or yeah. they had that show on Nickelodeon where it's Ariana um Ariana Grande and Jeanette McCurdy. Yeah, okay. I think I've seen. Yeah. Spice. It's a spin-off of both iCarly and Victoria. So it's a life goal. Yeah. To I said yeah, I said in like the yeah, there's that Vice interview. Yeah, yeah, they were like, "Oh, what are your main goals in comedy?" and I was I said uh to be friends with Drake and have sex with Ariana Grande. Sure. Um, I, yeah, I did a movie with her co-star and she's cool. She had, her boyfriend was on set. Oh yeah. He's fucking vaping on did, set. Did he let you hit? <laughs> he, he let me hit the vape. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's eight minutes to start, you know, one step at a time. Um, yeah, but, uh, no, I haven't, yeah, she hasn't acknowledged me yet. Hopefully right. soon. Well, she's an avid listener to this show, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure we're gonna make a I difference. I think Ariana Grande will acknowledge me at some point. There's enough. There's like enough mutuals to where yeah, yeah. she'll have to acknowledge me at some point. For sure. Like that's like the that's the thing is I'm I'm not really like tripping about that's that gonna be your sellout you're gonna get like a tv show yeah. and insist that she comes on it <laughs> and it's gonna be a horrible show yeah yeah like if that's they, it oh if they want me to like do some like awful cbs sitcom yeah where it's like 
me and Ariana Grande. Yeah. I'll I'll be like, yeah. Yeah, you'll yeah, sell out for that. I will sell the fuck out. Okay, good. Yeah. That's good. It's good to know where your limits are, man. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Is there stuff where you're like, there's oh, times, I can't say this. Like, Well, yeah, there's like times way. where I've like, I've on Twitter um, used like gay and retarded like ironically mm-hmm. where I, I've like right. used it in like a specific context where it's like, oh, I'm sort of like making fun of the idea of using these words. But then like my, uh, my friend Bill, who's very, he's, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's very conscious of like gender and like yeah. that sort yeah. of stuff. And, uh, he, he gets mad when I do that, but I'm like, Oh, it's, it's, it's like not black and white. Like mm-hmm. it's, you can't uh, say black and white. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, where I, I just sort of have to explain, like, yeah, I don't know. People know uh, what side I'm on in the, yeah. with well, these issues. Like, people know that sure. I'm, like, I when I'm, like, voting, I'm, I'm you know, I fucking, like, bleed blue. But, um, yeah, it's, it's it, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's, it's a really, like, um, yeah, it's a hard time right now with with that whole thing. I think yeah. South Park this season did it. Uh, they they handled that. Oh, really? Very well. They, I gotta oh, see have it. you not watched? No, the, I haven't seen it. Oh, dude, the whole the whole new season of South Park. It's them getting, uh, <laughs> it's it's them getting like a new principal named PC Principal. Oh shit! And um, the it's uh yeah, I gotta watch that. Yeah, the whole season is about like. PC culture and like gentrification. Yeah. And just, you know, just white people doing too much. Yeah. You know, I was on campus yesterday at UCLA and there was a, uh, I ran into a woman that had a booth. Yeah. Set up. I forget the premise of it, but it was to get people to stop saying retarded. Oh, wow. It was like a big, like 10 by 20 pop up tent with all like <laughs> literature and. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's the struggle's real out there. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think it it goes too far sometimes, but I do think it is important to. I think it is good that we're like acknowledging like minorities more and like trying absolutely. To not, like it's it's literally just uh, like I don't think we should be overly PC, but I also don't think we should like go out of our way to like hurt feelings and like be shitty to people like yeah Yeah. so i think it's just about that that balance absolutely yeah all right um do you is there a show like a comedian stands out to you as your favorite show you've ever seen um i think honestly bo burnham's latest hour is insane he it comes out in on Netflix in June, Dope. like I think he's mm-hmm. one of my he's one of my favorites by far. Um, I um, I mean I saw Dave Chappelle recently, and that was mm-hmm. I think he's like the greatest of all time. It's amazing. Um, he like I saw him do like a drop in hour. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was insane. That's one of the things I love about living in LA is that yeah. like it's it's 
uh, it's cheap and easy to go watch yeah. world class comedians yeah, anytime you want. It's it's crazy. Have you been to Meltdown yet? No. Dude, we'll you come. gotta go. Yeah, you gotta yeah. go on a on a Wednesday. Oh, okay. Wednesdays they have their uh, Jonah Ray and Kumail Nanjiani host a show. Nice. And that's always that's my favorite show in LA yeah. by far. What about music? Favorite DJ or best live show you've ever seen? Oh man. Oh. Hmm. Best live show I've ever seen. Maybe watch the throne. Okay. I I went to that. I I saw that live yeah. at the Verizon Center in DC. Nice. And that was incredible. Yeah. Um if you do I was a, at Oh, I was at Outside Lands and I saw like Elton John and I saw Kendrick and yeah. that was really great. That's cool. If you do a HBO special, who are you going to have play? Who would I have like DJ? Yeah. I'd probably have like my friend Jason DJ. I'd probably have them jeans DJ oh, okay. just because he like nice he's he uh he'll real DJ for me whenever I fake DJ yeah <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah uh all right promote the socials where do we find you um twitter.com slash Brandon Wardell um Instagram BS Wardell um I Brandon Wardell on Snapchat they have like a show every Thursday on the Comedy Central Snapchat Discover page um, called Hot Takes, and yeah, just go from just go from there. Follow me on Twitter, and then just go from there. Mm, nice. nice, cool. Yeah. Thanks for being here, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Thanks so much. Love what you're doing. Thanks, man. Yes, yes, that's our show. That was the extremely funny Brandon Wardell. I hope you liked it like I did. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought on Twitter at Rebel Radio Net, on our Facebook page, or on iTunes. Leave us a review. Make sure you get five stars on iTunes. And most importantly, come back next week for more Rebel Radio. My guest will be the one and only JCO, very talented DJ producer. He's going to tell us what it's all about. You'll have to listen to hear it. Later.